0: I realized that I had my notes for seven up and I was
1: like, Nope. (laughs) Yes. People. We are going to eventually do that. Just not sure (laughs) which judge we're going to be getting there or,
0: or which August
1: (laughs) (laughs) trying to get Will trying to get Will there. I know. So will will and Michael both work at similar jobs and uh, they're having a really busy time right now. So it's just a matter of pinning them down in order to do this. But it'll happen, one way or another. It'll happen.
0: I've got some interesting arguments. Yeah, I will admit they have some holes in it, and I'm hoping that you haven't already seen the holes because you'll just shut me down in court. I'll be like, uh, uh, "Prosecution, rest of your honor."
1: I'm, I'm, I'm hoping you bring up one one key point. Really? You, yeah, I'm hoping you bring up something so I can tell. I'm you hoping
0: now. you miss a key point. Okay.
1: You mean the whole whole movie? <laughs> you mean every
0: aspect of the movie? Rachel, like, are you watching Seven again?
1: Yes. <laughs> seven a, again. Okay, let's tell the people. How many times have you seen it in preparation for this? Well, Rachel and I together. Well, I mean, my whole life. Well, cause forget
0: it's, about that. Yeah. Over the last few weeks. Uh, in prep in preparation for uh, for this, um, once with Rachel, yeah. two and a half times by myself.
1: Times. So three and a half times in the last few. Yes, months. you're psycho. <laughs> You know, the state has a responsibility. (laughs) (laughs) I always got that confused. Who's the state? Who's the whatever? Uh, Wait, are you?
0: Yeah, I'm the state. I'm the prosecutor. I'm prosecuting the movie. You're defending it.
1: Yeah. Right. That's right. (laughs) I'm just, I'm bad with law. I just don't care enough <laughs> to like, be really into it. You at least have a, a family member who's involved. With it, so yeah. She
0: taught, what was that term? She taught me uh, voidire. void I was like, what the heck is that? Yeah, but I, I can't even spell that. <laughs> uh. Neither could she in, in your defense.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It was a fun Google. I just, oh. uh, it's been a while since we've talked. Not that yes. long, not that long, but long, long enough that we haven't recorded in a couple weeks. Yes. So how are you doing?
0: I'm doing good, doing good. I, uh, uh, every night, uh, been wanting to watch some like spooky stuff cause we're heading into Halloween season, Right, but Rachel's been on a comedy kick, you know, so <laughs> been doing that. But last night I was able to finagle getting a horror movie in. That's more of like an action adventure with a horror setting. What was that? <laughs> uh, 13 ghosts. <laughs>
1: You know, you, you've you said it before. I should have just guessed that that was the one. Because you talk about it all the time with with me. I don't think we ever talk about it on air. But no, we haven't talked about it on the air. You always try to get me to watch 13 Ghosts. Um, yeah, I remember seeing that. I think I saw that in theaters when I was a teenager.
0: That was the first time I saw it as well.
1: That was cre- like the, the, what I, the only thing I really remember from that is the room of mirrors or glass.
0: The Glass, yeah. yeah the yeah. whole house is like... Uh, made of glass uh, walls that have spells or something right. engraved on them so that the ghosts can't go through the walls, right? Right, right. Because this dude's been, you know, hunting ghosts, yeah, with the help of who I forgot, uh, Matthew Lillard, <laughs>
1: right? That's that's right. That was that was the time Matthew Lillard was in oh, yeah. a bunch of stuff during that time. Oh, Everything yeah. we watched, that was his time, that's right. That poor guy. Who knows what he's doing it was, and it's it, it's not really
0: like, like a scary movie I say it's way more adventure um than it is horror you know sure
1: it's 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 goofy <clears throat> it's a goofy scary yeah. movie you know it's not uh it's there's some jump scares, but that's about it
0: yeah that's 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 about it and it's about them like trying to keep their family together um i I enjoy it it's a fun movie. Um, I, and when I was watching it, I was like, "Oh, you know, tomorrow night I'm gonna see if Rachel wants to watch the haunting with, um, Owen Wilson, uh, who played uh,
1: is that in a mansion? Yes. Okay, I know yes. who you're talking about. He was like the the comic relief in that. Who played Razagul? Um, yeah, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the girl that's. Katherine Zeta-Jones is in there. Katherine Zeta-Jones, yeah, yep. yeah. And then there's another woman who usually plays that same role, like kind of like the the timid um, mental case. I want—I don't want to say yeah. mental case, but she has a lot of like baggage, basically. She plays. Yeah, she
0: way. she played they they did like a prequel to uh Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I I believe she played Leatherface's mom, which was the first time I saw her like really, really aggressive.
1: She was also in um the first conjuring.
0: Wait, what which one was the first one? The, that was the first uh, one
1: was in the the house, the original the house, game. yeah,
0: yeah. In like the suburbs of the city.
1: No. That was in the, the farmhouse.
0: The suburbs oh, in the okay, city. Yeah, yeah. That was I, the, second, so the one. second one. That was in. London. Is that that ranch house? Yeah. yeah.
1: no, That was. <clears throat> yeah. She always plays. Man, she's in a lot of horror movies. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know her name. I, it's
0: unfortunate. She just looks great being scared. She has a good scared yeah, face.
1: Totally. Totally. It, it looks like that's exactly how she is in real life.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That was 1999. Yeah, dude oh my gosh that's another one i saw in theaters i think my mom took me to see that conjuring we're thinking of uh lily taylor lily taylor
1: i knew i knew the name yeah um did you see the pope's exorcist yet no i haven't seen
0: that yet because now like again i do a lot of my watching with rachel and now i think we're she's in a mood where it's like okay now we can start watching some she'll uh, let you get into those like spookies yeah
1: you got (laughs) to I guess the the month starts in a couple of days so you can do that.
0: Yeah, but you know, you could you could smell it from here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you just love the films, that's all. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, check that out. I mean, it's not the best movie, but I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. Oh yeah. Um all right, so um we kind of talked about what we've seen, but have you actually seen anything that you want to talk about? Yeah,
0: I saw uh Prime Video's got The Covenant. Yeah, I no, We're
1: talking about that today. Yeah, I meant. Did you see anything? <laughs> did you actually want? To talk about? I, thought that you, the, I thought you were giving me a lead in. Not the main topic of today. <laughs> Forget you heard that, people. I'm not cutting it out. <laughs> what? I added. Some I, want one. I want I added, one. I added some good stuff. I, this, I, I'll play my other one later. No, that's one. I think
0: that one's gonna get hit a lot, probably in the upcoming episode. Yeah yeah, 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 I think so.
1: <laughs> I think it's mostly my my side.
0: Can you go like, no more questions, Your Honor? <laughs> fatality
1: <laughs> Oh man. Um. All right. So, have you seen anything lately? You kind of always said that. Uh, no, like days?
0: honestly it was, it's, it's been a crazy weekend. Yeah. I when when I've been getting home from work, it's been digestible, 30 minute comedies, you know, uh, things like that. Just to, just to wash the day off
1: me. Yeah. Yeah. We're, what about you? We're watching, we're going through the, uh, the mission impossible catalog again in preparation to watch the one we didn't get to see in theaters.
0: So you rewatched the first one already.
1: We are on, I mean, we haven't talked in a while. So we're on the, we're just about to start the last one. That was not the one in theaters, but the one before that. So the one one with Henry Cavill. We're about to start that one. So we're we're almost caught up.
0: I haven't seen that one.
1: Fallout? Or what was that? Yeah. Yeah, that was Fallout. You haven't seen that?
0: I've seen the first three.
1: That's all you've seen? Wait, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, how many are there? Okay. Fallout was six. What? The Dead Reckoning Seven, Dead Reckoning Two is eight. I thought that Dead Reckoning Two was going to be the end, but no. They're like they're actively looking for more more stories.
0: And all of these are Tom Cruise vehicles.
1: All of these are. I think after the first one, it was Tom Cruise led. He oh, wow. he might have led the first one too. Him and um Charles McQuarrie is it Charles McQuarrie? No, something like that. Um, it's definitely McQuarrie. They've been they've been heading these things the whole time.
0: Wow. I didn't realize that there were that many. I was kind of just hooked on the
1: first two. Really? You're missing out, man. Cause really? the first two are hokey compared to like three gets good, but then S- the second three is good. First one is better than two, two. I don't yes. really like that much. Three is better than two for sure, but not as great as one, but it's only because one is like the original and it's kind of iconic. Three gets better, though, the way they tell the story. J.J. Abrams is a part of that one. So then you start seeing a different film style. Then he brings different people in. Four, Ghost Protocol. Check it out. I can't believe you haven't seen that. You're going to love that no. one. Then you get into the next one was Rogue Nation. Really good. And then um Fallout
0: wow because when you said you you guys are trying to burn through some of them to to get to the new one i was like oh what'd you do burn a sunday like, yeah yeah, right <laughs> i didn't no. realize that there were this many
1: yeah no and and we didn't watch like a full movie every night because the girls go to bed late and mm. we're, we're just we've just been tired so we watch like half a movie every time Um, uh, but yeah no i can't believe you haven't seen the other ones <laughs> that's no crazy.
0: no i i and and it's not that i wouldn't it's i didn't know that they existed <sighs> ghost protocol Man, no. i know the name and I thought that that was the one I was missing prior to the one coming. Oh, uh, sure. that's
1: in theaters. Sure. Okay. All right. Forget horror movies. Just get into that. <laughs> uh, I think you know, know what's pipes. scary,
0: Rachel? Espionage.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she would love those movies, though. She would love those movies. Um, so we were doing yeah, that. Yeah, Other than that, I haven't really watched anything either. I did watch Barry, the, the the series. What did you think? I really like. Did you see it? I saw the whole thing. Okay. All right. Good. All right. So I really love um, uh, Bill Hader. Bill Hader. He's such a great actor, to the point where at the at the end, spoiler alerts, people, when he's killed, I was sad. But then you go back and you're like. Okay, he did do quite a bit of, you know. Yeah, he ruined people's lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but at the same time, he was such a lovable character the entire time. That was so messed up,
0: <laughs> dude. The, the whole thing where she's, you know, she's upset and he's consoling her, and he was like, you, you know, I'll, I'll take her. She's like, you know, like, what, what would you do? He's like, you, you don't mean hurt her. He's like, no, 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 nothing like that you know just go in her house while she's sleeping and take pictures of her <laughs> you know switch her dog with a slightly different dog that i love that, <laughs> like, I love that.
1: <laughs> slightly different dog that's my favorite oh he's so good and he he wrote a lot of that that i mean that was just a he wrote, yeah he
0: wrote and directed a lot of it um the guy who plays milton um what's his name
1: he he plays the handler yeah uh that's um stephen root
0: yeah, Stephen Root uh, did a really good interview on uh CRSXM's Jim and Sam and talked about how enjoyable it was to work on that yeah. film and how much creative looseness there was for everybody. Um, so did, oh gosh, I have a hole in my head. Fonzie.
1: Oh, uh, Henry Winkler. <laughs> Thank <Yeah>. you. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um. He was good in that. I do like how it it does have a good amount of comedy until you get to that last season. That last season it was is rough. stuffed with despair.
1: So rough, and you weren't even sure if if it was real. The way yeah. it was played out, the way he acted, it mm-hmm. really looked like this was uh, also the kind of like the whole beginning, first couple of seasons. They have like flashbacks that aren't or flashbacks to like the future. I guess you wouldn't call that there's like premonitions. So you never knew what was real. Mm -hmm. So during that whole last season, I'm like, this can't be real. Like, this is like, just like him, like a, an acid trip or something. Right. And PTSD um, or something. A hundred percent. And then when you, you know, you're five episodes deep, you're like, okay, this is, this is what's happening. And, um, I think the, the character that had the most arc was probably Stephen Root's character, the handler. Mm -hmm a hundred percent like this guy was i mean they everyone had their own own thing but i think he he went through so many different levels not of just acting but the character itself went through like tough guy to timid to just a uh, spiritual back. like spiritual yeah. to loving you know having a family he, like, that guy should just stayed in chechnya you know he had the a beautiful like new girlfriend who would would have been his wife and he would have this goat farm thing that he would have been fine with. Oh yeah, in the mountains, yeah. Came back and just got beat up again and then end up being like this <laughs> this warlord just out of jail without <laughs> any cred, you know, and just it was really really amazingly well done. I was surprised. Yeah, it was very good. I, I recommend
0: was, that show to a lot of people because it 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 hits a lot of genres um yeah. and I think a lot of people are naturally just how can you not like bill
1: Hader, yeah
0: he's he's written on so many great shows he's a good actor he doesn't take himself too seriously
1: oh no um, the complete opposite the yeah. guy doesn't realize like i i listened to him on um david spades podcast with uh Dana carvey and he was on there he just he's the most humble person he doesn't think he's talented at all and the guy has he, so he, much range
0: he he walks around acting like he shouldn't be there right you know
1: yeah he like he's not the biggest name in the room, where at no. this point he could definitely do anything, you know. And it's like, dude, you you,
0: it. you you wrote for South Park. Like,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's go. And you basically carried it's The newer like seasons done of anything. SNL. You know, just it's crazy. Um, yeah. All right. So that's that's kind of what I did. I didn't see too many okay. movies. Uh, I I watched. Yeah, you're some you're going to be
0: hearing movies. a lot. Um, uh, a lot of horror stuff for me this month. Sure. Of course. Um, oh, and yeah, that was the other movie I started to watch and then Rachel tapped out pretty quick. Uh was uh, uh Thirty Days a Night.
1: Okay, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that seems that seems like she should. <laughs> she should it's a out. great movie though. That's a good take on vampires. Yeah. That is good. Um all right, so can't wait for that. We gotta get Joseph back on. Uh he really wants us to do, believe it or not, the navigator. Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he wants us wants us to do that. Or fly okay. I'm sorry, fly to the navigator. Fly yeah. Um yeah, so we have to do that and then uh Phil we got to get him on too. I, I was going to have him come on tonight, but uh I don't think he's available right now. So Oh. Uh, not see like Covenant? That. I don't think he saw Covenant either. So. Okay. <laughs> uh, can, yeah, that wouldn't have worked. All right, so yeah, uh Dips already told us. So uh, <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> I love me some Guy Ritchie, man. Oh,
0: love me some. This was, this was. You have to look deep in this film to see Guy Ritchie. You know, this is not a Guy Ritchie esque
1: film. You know, but it is. You know, when when you you finally saw saw him, the first point that I saw (laughs) uh, a symbol of Guy Ritchie was the sequence when, and people, there's gonna be spoilers in this. I'm sorry. Uh, Check it out when. Uh, Ahmed is bringing John through, uh, and then you see like the different camera angles. You see like the upside down angles and through water mm-hmm. angles. Like that's when I saw some Guy Ritchie cinematography feel.
0: I I was thinking the same thing. That actually, so I saw the movie one and a half times. I watched <laughs> the 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 first half twice because that's my favorite section of the movie. Is up into the point where Jake Gyllenhaal's wakes up in the hospital. Yeah, OK. Um, but that whole sequence you're talking where Ahmed is is carrying him and pushing through uh, what I saw with Guy Ritchie was use of music. Yeah, um, in that because there's that one section where almost up the hill and and the the wheel of the wagon is stuck on some rocks and Ahmed sits down almost contemplating like leaving him there. Yep. And at least that's the way I interpreted it without like, it was saying such an arduous journey yep. that he, he was like, I, I like, how can I possibly do this? And then, and, and there's no music during that section. And then he pushes through and the music picks back up again. Really great use of a soundtrack.
1: Especially. Yeah. That whole time there's no dialogue. There's no, zero mm-hmm. dialogue and it, it really works good. And you, and you see, That like you said, you see him thinking of contemplating about leaving, but you know, it's not that he loves John. It's that he loves his family and wants to get his family out, but you don't, he doesn't say anything like that. You know, you don't really know. And, and then his character has a past Mm -hmm. that they allude to, but they don't tell you completely. Like this is at one point, probably a really dangerous man. Who is involved in drugs, like drug mm-hmm. deal, like a cartel. And they never go into too big of a detail about that. But then you start seeing like this man is very street smart, you know, picks up tactically 100% proficient, 100% proficient, and starts, is very calculated in in his method of fighting. Um, he kind of at first looks like he doesn't know what he's doing, but he a hundred percent knows what he's doing. And, um, then you see the heart come out and that's later on. Like there are plenty of times he could have just left that body mm-hmm. and then it, you know, but you're like, Oh, what well, he wants to get out. But there were, there was, there were times you're like, no, I think he's actually bonding with this man. You know? Yes. He wants his family. That's a hundred percent. Number one but I think there's other things like he wants to see John survive as well. So that's
0: your, your typical interpreter, um, during that time where we were in Afghanistan, um, some of them had some, I mean, like, like military experience, some, you know, I started thinking about what you were talking about in the scene where, the tel- uh the Taliban found out where he was after, you know, John's already rescued and everything right now. Uh, Ahmed is is hunkering down in this town and he gets a call and it's like they found out where you are. And he's getting locations of the Taliban um, uh, soldiers that are coming to him. It's the scene where he hides behind the door and how comfortable he was being like, oh, all right, one's coming through this door. I'm not going to hide. I'm going to kill this guy. Yeah. And he does it with a knife, which is super close quarters, very personal. And I was like, man, like aside from the, his accuracy on his shots, that indicates that he's not, that's not his
1: first time doing that. You know, not his first time doing it. And he didn't show any fear in that. That moment. Nope. None
0: zero just handed his three month old to his wife said, hang out over there. <laughs> yeah.
1: And there wasn't an acting choice. That was, that was <clears throat> my character knows what he's doing. Yeah. And knows what's on uh, at stake, so that was great. He didn't even know if he was going to be saved at that point, you know.
0: No, and I, I like um, I really like the relationship arc of him and uh, the sergeant's uh, characters, because yeah. that that's very accurate that even though there were interpreters helping American soldiers, the American soldiers didn't know who to trust. Not at all. And so when they're choosing those interpreters and everything, and Ahmed comes uh, highly recommended, he's still standoffish and swinging around his his um, uh, his command in front of him, not taking him too seriously. But it's a really great slow slope that then spikes and plateaus at that height. Yeah. You know yeah it's a really great choice
1: very great choice uh, i love jake gyllenhaal i mean we've talked about it before he's one of those mm-hmm. those guys i'm like yeah it's like a man crush it's just he does very well in this He he's really good at playing um a hard man um a good boss I, you know they make him out to be like this legend you mm-hmm. know he's a legendary warrior in this from the very beginning and yeah. um and you even see that at the end where the guy's like why didn't you just tell me who you were <laughs> he's like i would have done this for free you know um just to be a part of it um the the thing with achman and his relationship uh like you said this was something that actually was occurring in real life um did you read anything about the characters like the, they said no, it was based on a true story but it's not did you see that it's it's
0: it, it's based on a true story, but isn't it like an amalgamation of like a lot of stories because this happened a lot over there. Yeah.
1: So that, that was what we heard from, um, Guy Ritchie. He said that his, his, he saw documentaries about Afghanistan and loved the relationships that were built between interpreters, which there were several and sergeants, master sergeants or that kind of level, whoever their handlers Mm -hmm. were, um, he loved the relationships, the the bonds that came up, and all these interpreters, if if they made it, were brought over. They were given citizenship, and they were you know brought to the U.S. and stuff like that. So, the other thing, what happened was Jake Gyllenhaal, with his character, he based that on a real story of one of his friends, a guy named Zachary, his experience with an interpreter, because his friend was um, a master sergeant or something. Mm-hmm. He was a marine. And he was, he had an interpreter and and they had that very same bond. So he based that mm. character and his his portrayal of it on his friend. Which wow, is, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's an article that I was reading on radiotimes.com. And um, they were both interviewed. And uh, Gyllenhaal says, quote, Through Zach's relationship with Abud and his family, I understood the extraordinary and important work accomplished and the sacrifice made by interpreters for our country. So, uh, you know not method acting but it i mean no it, you
0: know and not to get like super serious but when we pulled out of afghanistan you know like we were starting a lawnmower um you you think of how many of those people that helped us that were left behind yeah you know to to the point where some of them were holding onto the wings of a plane you know like they would
1: rather risk being able to you know hopefully mm-hmm. hang onto a plane while it's going 300 miles per hour or, or just die instead of staying then, there.
0: And, and that's the, that's like part of, that's a big part of that first half of the movie is the distrust. Um, but you're not led to that until Ahmed tells him to stop the convoy. Yeah. And, and, and it's like, this doesn't make sense. That guy, you know, like that guy's leading us into, you know, that other interpreter is leading us into an ambush. Yeah.
1: That was a great moment. Oh, huge. And he had, he had a couple of those, which were really, really cool. That, you know, obviously they, so that was really interesting too, because they had the guy that he was, um, that Ahmed was like, Now nah, this guy's shady. He was with them for longer than Ahmed, like for a long mm-hmm. time. Like, no, 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 this guy's good. He's been with us. We can't trust you. We vetted him. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. So that was, that was really cool that uh, they were able to switch that around. Um. Yeah. I, I. The only reason we bring up the uh, the pullout from Afghanistan is because they they mention at the end. So it took. Yeah. What was it? Thirteen years to 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 bring peace, and then only a month to destroy it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was that was awesome. That's <laughs> <laughs> a terrible thing.
0: The the opening and closing text when it comes to that that was a really good on ramp and off ramp yeah. for this movie. Yeah, really. It 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 really tucks you in nicely.
1: Wouldn't it be awesome to have an angel of death, just following everybody around?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Dude, the AC-130 scene. I was so happy about. That was amazing.
1: (laughs) That was so, like, it just wasn't even a challenge at that point. It was they just annihilated everything. But like,
0: like Jake Gyllenhaal. Runs out of ammo Yeah, they're, they're pretty much stuck behind cover. If they step in the cover, when I say cover, we're talking two feet of like they're they're huddled up in these it little was a post um, box, corners of sized. this dam. Yeah. And. And he runs out of ammo and I love how he sits and he just looks down and all this chaos is happening around him. And just you, you would imagine that in his mind, he's going through all of the decisions he's made for the past year.
1: Yeah. Trying and think of his point. family.
0: And even when the AC 130 comes in, there's a bit of time where he still is looking down and quiet, like almost like he's in shell shock. Right. And and couldn't even recognize that help was
1: there. Right. Until the explosion knocked him out of his uh, yeah. <laughs> knocked it out of him. Man, that was such a good scene. <laughs> I love that. That was fun. I mean, so the movie beginning to end, um, there were a couple slow parts, but the slow parts had action in them. They had they had a lot of heart in them. They were they were typical Guy Ritchie. I've never seen a Guy Ritchie film that really had slow parts. That really had something that was like a plateau. It everything, even the slow, quote unquote slow parts had something in them that were very important to the rest of the story. They had dynamics. Yeah
0: like they had those slow parts had ups and downs and, and Guy Ritchie always, even in silence, there's a lot of subtext. Yes. And, and it works because he's so good at fleshing out a character mm-hmm. that you start to put yourself in their head. Yeah. You know, um, duh, man, the scene where, where, Jake Gyllenhaal gets caught in that trench. He takes one to the arm, takes one to the leg. Yeah. Um, And then they're, and, and he's, they want him alive. Right. Um, and there's one Taliban soldier that just wants to kill him. And, and they're trying to hold back the Taliban soldier. And he just picks up his rifle and gun butts him. And it starts this music and
1: this, this fogginess. That was a garbage moment. Yeah, for sure. For sure, that was a Guy Ritchie moment. He loves. I mean, him, him and Quentin Tarantino are very good with soundtracks, mm-hmm. and very good at creating not creating the mood, but amplifying the mood, and what's happening in the scene with music. He's so they're so good at that. I mean, that's uh, Quentin Tarantino for all he does. I mean, he's got he has good movies. I don't necessarily like all of them, but uh, he has a very good ear uh, for music and what would fit
0: right and how it'd be used absolutely yeah
1: uh, anyway um this is about Guy but
0: scores but scores the like the what was the other oh that that was the thing that I, that i love after the ambush you you were talking before about ahmed's past um one thing that is revealed to us after the saved ambush is that ahmed's not just doing this for money He's doing it because the Taliban killed his son. Right. right and so right. Uh, Jake goes to him and and says, uh, it, like, still being the tough sergeant, but having more empathy for him tells him, never disobey my orders again. But there's an unsaid thank you yeah. in there. Oh.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about the son. So his motivations was more um it wasn't necessarily like you said money and it wasn't at first about getting his family out although that was like kind of an underlying goal right that's the end goal it was retaliation mm-hmm. kind of he wanted he wanted to take out just as many um al-Qaeda that that America did you know at that time was it al-Qaeda or Taliban Taliban sorry so, no okay no no worries i was getting yeah, confused yeah, yeah. first. uh Taliban so <laughs> Yeah, he he had he had like vengeance in his mind, which mm-hmm. is which is a really and you big could thing tell in garbage. Right, when he stage. was fighting
0: back, what's that? I, I say you could you you could tell by the way he was fighting back. Yeah, he was he was he was covering six as another American would have. Yeah, you know he wasn't just hanging back and waiting for them to be like, all right, come on.
1: Yeah, and he was stone faced most of the time, and that <sighs> definitely wasn't a bad acting. That that was no, that was purposeful. Um, the the time when they they captured a guy and offered him money to give him information, and he took it on upon himself to like no no I'm 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 re-. he didn't he didn't mention that the guy was threatening his family and was gonna kill everybody and that's totally a thing that would have happened, but he he left that out and but he he was like no 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 you got to give him more money I know he's hiding something he wants more you know he knew yeah. everything he knew that all was, the, was that happen.
0: was such a good thing like and that made him special that there were times where he would be interpreting and you know stuff back and forth uh but there were times that he just took it upon himself to negotiate for the Americans yeah. and have a conversation and the Americans don't know what they're talking about in this conversation and he's he's leaving out the things that would make a soldier lift their barrel yeah. you know to uh, towards uh the Taliban just to To a successful negotiation. I love that.
1: Yeah. It it was so much in there. And like you said, I mean, I think we both said it, but every silent part that had music and was nothing else. There was so much dialogue in just the faces and just the expressions and just the, the heat and, and everything. No, no audible dialogue, but just so much being said. Uh, it just, really carried the movie through uh, mm-hmm. such a good movie. I mean, they lost the whole platoon or platoon, not platoon, platoon, a platoon. <laughs> platoon. <laughs> um, lost everybody. Isolate that. <laughs> <laughs> and these were like elite soldiers too. And they're all gone. And it's just, uh, amazing. Like when the Taliban struck, they were like a swarm of bees. So many would come out of the woodwork and, and just overflood them. Like they weren't, good at fighting they just overwhelmed with numbers in these situations when when you
0: and they did a good job of portraying that kind of ferociousness when you're at war and you believe that god is for you and against your enemy Mm -hmm. like skill takes a backseat to passion you know yeah um Luckily, you know, America's got technology. woo wo uh, <laughs> And we, we have uh, our own God. So <laughs> but now on, on that, like on that subject, let's talk about the realism. The realism of this. Like all of the 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 office scenes super realistic. Yeah. You know, like uh high-ranking or 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 decorated soldiers, like negotiating operations, utilizing um paid contractors. Yeah. Um, for, for, you know, secret missions, the way that they handled guns on set was extremely realistic. I noticed that, uh, in particular, Ahmed was always good about not flagging the person in front of him. Anytime, uh, Jake's in front of him was always good about dipping the barrel down.
1: Oh,
0: nice. Um, and w- which is like a, a, a rule of, of gun ownership a- and they never failed in that. The way that they held him was extremely realistic. Uh, uh, Jay kind of held it in a standard fashion, where Ahmed did a, and that's why I, I agree with you. I think that there's more to Ahmed that they even let on. Ahmed, when he's holding his rifle, he so instead of holding it um, from a grip or like this, he hold he holds it in like a overhand C clamp. Yeah, which is a weird way to hold it, but a lot of like precision shooters hold it that way it, it so that they can kickback extend too, their arm right? better.
1: Doesn't it reduce kickback too?
0: Yeah. So, um, and if you're doing like uh, single fire, which he did a bunch of times, you know, like you'll you'll get your shots in center. Um, the scene, it's just Ahmed and Jake. What's Ahmed's character's name? I'm I, I don't like that. I'm like mixing up characters' names that is with character uh. Here with their real names. Oh, I don't know what and his was real name is. played it. by Don. Ahmed. Sorry, I keep yeah. saying Ahmed. Oof. that's not going to age Isn't well. It? Uh, Isn't it not Ahmed?
1: Because I've been, I've been saying since the beginning. Isn't it? <laughs> well, so but, that, you they know, made a. Just go back. Well, do you no, think hold you hold do they a sound
0: a, drop that just says Ahmed yeah. and then paste it? But wait a minute. The so there was
1: a point in the movie the very beginning where Jake Gyllenhaal called him Ahmed. Or Ahmed. Ahmed. No, Ahmed. Uh-huh. But I thought he corrected him, and says Ahmed, didn't he? Might have been a
0: point. It might have been a point in script, you know, like on purpose. Yeah, but then, um,
1: but then he kept calling him Ahmed just to like tick him off. Mm, I wonder what the actual pronunciation is. I th- I thought it was Ahmed.
0: Uh, well, yeah, that's actually a good question. I'm just gonna call him Dar.
1: Well, his real name, pl- sure, played by Dar <laughs> Salim.
0: Um. So so they are. Man, it's such a great scene where they escape and i don't know how american or any soldier finds sleep on a battlefield you know
1: in a hot but, desert absolutely not but
0: J- jaco sadar and he wakes him up and he's like listen it's a far travel the taliban is 2 minutes from us we're not walking we're doing this double time and they start booking it as fast as they can as safely as they can and Down there's one scene where they're at the bottom of this valley and Jake is in front of Dar, and he hears uh, Taliban radio going off to his left, and he freezes in place, and he puts his hand down to tell Dar, stay. And you look up the hill, and he's not moving an inch. He is facing, you know, 90 uh, degrees away from them. So if he were to shoot, he would have to turn 90 degrees to his left and shoot uphill. But the rules of engagement... We're also like for that war with do not fire unless you're fired upon. So he didn't have a legal choice to be like, oh, there's two up there. Pop, 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 pop. Because they were just on, you know, like patrol. And and even though they were holding guns, they couldn't shoot. So he waits. And there's a great the second time I watched it, I noticed this great little detail. One of the guys is holding his rifle with two hands. One of the guy ha- guys has the rifle slung, and he has a map in his right hand. Yeah, yeah. And it's a there's a quick slow motion thing where the the guy with the map throws the map down, and when he throws the map down, Jake turns and starts firing so that he can get them. But he saw that as like an act of hostility, right?
1: See, oh, I didn't, dude. See, the way I saw that, which is wrong um i saw that as like he didn't want to create uh bring attention to where they were that's That's part
0: of it too for sure okay
1: so but but i you're i'm sure you're right though i mean i didn't think of it that way
0: that's seen a lot of like war footage where they would have binoculars on guys and and there would be taliban with with uh rpgs slung over their shoulder yeah and unless they turned and pointed their weapons or fired at like the Americans, the Americans couldn't do nothing.
1: Going back to your uh, the weaponry and and the handling of it, I think. So I know that there's been so many war films, and even lately they've been trying to like get as close to possible as like what someone would actually do and what they should do. But I don't think that anyone really looked at it as intricately as this movie until John Wick came around mm. where you had the level of professionalism of Keanu Reeves and his ability to handle a weapon properly yeah. and making sure that he did it exactly how it should be done. Um, Then you had every other movie was like, all right, well we got to make sure that we are tight with this. and that that level of professionalism, you saw that in this movie, like you said. I want to look something up. Okay. So you type. Um oh. there was that that whole time when Jake Gyllenhaal was back in the States after he was obviously knocked out, you know, he's in what was it, four weeks that he was out of commission with just with surgeries and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So he didn't know what happened to Ahmed, Ahmed, whatever. Um and I say whatever because I don't know who's right. I don't that. know how to pronounce it, yeah. Um, and I don't want to offend anybody. Just um, during those four weeks, so he doesn't know what's happening. His He was trying to get Ahmed back. Obviously, there was a blood pact between the two of them just for what Ahmed did to bring him back, what the hell he went through to bring him back. I mean, he didn't even know everything because he couldn't remember everything.
0: But he kept getting flashbacks and being like, the meaningfulness kept coming back yes. to him. Yes,
1: so during that those months of of time where he's yelling on the phone, screaming on the phone, trying to get somebody to recognize, you know and
0: get the visas ready.
1: We need this man back. We, yeah. he, we owe him a debt. Not just me but our country. Like he helped us do a lot. And uh, the amount of passion that that uh, jake gyllenhaal showed in that character was just it was really well done
0: so two things uh jake gyllenhaal's handled weapons in a lot of movies always done a really great job yeah when he's a police officer um he did a great job as uh in jarhead
1: yep um Her- i so one of the things
0: i looked up was i was like is he a method actor and so I looked it up and he used to be a method actor um, there. I don't know what role it was, but apparently like a physical transformation attempt uh, where he had to lose a lot of weight, knocked him off of doing method acting ever again. Right. But I still think he has that, that spirit in him because of how you never questioned the reality of who he's portraying.
1: Right. No, hundred percent.
0: And he doesn't do much to hide himself in movies, which is weird. You know, like he he he, he's not like a Daniel Day Lewis where you lose Daniel as soon as you hit play, you know, but at the same time, you still believe who he is portraying. Yes, absolutely. With with great respect. Yeah. And so that's I was glad that you told me about his friend uh that was in the service that used an interpreter and he based that character off
1: of him. Um My bad. I I was I was thinking of the wrong movie. The other War, war movie? movie Hurt Locker. I thought he was in Hurt Locker in that that was um, um Oh that uh That was what's his face? He's in Mission Impossible now. Jeremy Renner. Um, Ryan, no, it was yeah. another movie called combat control. He was in, I, I just couldn't think of the name. Mm. So anyway, um, you know, he's been in a lot of good stuff. Jake Gyllenhaal.
0: You, you mentioned before the term war movie, I would suggest to anybody to see this movie, even if you're the type that's like, ah, you know, war movies are too much for me. Rachel saw the movie once and then watched the first half with me again. And she's not into that, that stuff, but this is a drama.
1: It's a drama. It's a, it's a love story
0: too. It's it's, it's such a beautiful story. It doesn't matter. And they don't overwhelm you with combat and and military jargon. It's easy to understand and follow while at the same time feeling realistic and, and, uh,
1: thrilling. Yeah. I mean, it, it shows it's kind of like Band of Brothers, how how they were able to show like the brotherhood that's that's uh, formed just between you know just sharing a trench with somebody. Well, they wanted to portray that with interpreters as well because these guys got, I mean, they had to lay a lot of trust into these people, and like you said, you never knew if that was going to happen. When, but it was earned, you know. They earned that trust, and in that, in the in the process of earning, they became brothers. You know, it's so there was a lot of heart in this film, for sure, a lot of a heart that
0: uh, we've talked about that scene where he's he's the only one standing um, uh, and and he's getting Jake out of there. It's a long sequence. And both times that I watched it, I, I was getting welled up, you know, like in my eyes because uh, Guy Ritchie did such a good job of putting you in both positions. You know, there there wasn't like a singular character that you were meant to identify with. It was both of those guys you were meant to identify with. They he gave he gave them so much soul. Yeah, yeah. And I so the the first time uh, I watched it, I watched the first half, and then you know, Daddy passes out sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, uh, so I like watching watching it again, and Rachel's watching the first half with me. And she's going to leave. And I'm like, am I going to cry later? <laughs> she's like, I don't want to give any spoilers. <laughs> As she's choking up.
1: That is she knows
0: knows her husband. I was so scared that it was going to go south and be a really sad s- story, you know? Yeah. Um, And and before that AC one uh, 130 came in, I was like, no, no.
1: <laughs> it, it they have a
0: baby. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right, right. Their child is with them.
1: That was an intense battle. Oh. Man, what they went through for that. It was crazy.
0: And it's so good. Like the action, like I said, realistic. Even even him using the grenade trap on the truck to block the uh tunnel so that they can create space. They didn't it, it's not an action movie. It's it's in like in the sense that like you're you're not seeing it to see spectacular action. There is. At times, great action in the movie, but it's not leaning on that whatsoever. The 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 brick and no. mortar of this story is at the heart of those guys. Yeah. And that's why it's called The Covenant.
1: Yeah, right. And then the, yeah. like what they did at the end, the comradeship and stuff like that. Oof. Such a great, great, great tie-in. Uh, that was, it was like 100% right, you are. <laughs> 100 percent right, right you are uh toyota <laughs> um yeah it, it they did not lean on that it was not a crutch the the fighting was not a crutch nothing was um leaning on that at all it it just it was a nice fill in it it helped move the story it helped um add to it but it did not rely upon it it was just that was that was well done it was it was all it was a drama it was a, a a story of friendship, a bonding, a covenant. It was it was really really good. I liked it.
0: Yeah, I I suggested like if you're turned off by action movies, don't judge it like that. Um, you want to see a really great touching story um, that's compelling. Even even with the spoilers that we gave you, it doesn't matter. You're there's so much like like we were talking about unsaid uh, that. Even even if you know the ending or what happens, it's 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 a really great piece to watch.
1: Yeah, you just have to watch for the reactions for of the people and how they handled scenes and stuff. It, it was really well done. They did a great job. So, so good job, Guy Ritchie. It's it's but again, it's
0: so weird to think of this as a Guy Ritchie movie. It, it like when you when you see it and you really think about it, it's like okay, but this is unlike anything he's ever done.
1: Yeah. Um, it, it's.
0: I think it's one of the less flamboyant movies that he's done.
1: Yeah, it, it definitely is. It's definitely not shot the same way because a lot of his films rely on telling the story and then going back and giving the details of the story. Yes. So, and he does it so well. So I don't mind he's it repeating that
0: theme no. in, in other movies.
1: Yeah. I mean, he, he started The Gentleman with a scene that's basically close to the end. Right. But then tells you what happens later on in the movie. You know, it just mm-hmm. builds to it. It, it. He's so good at that. And this definitely was kind of like, here's what else I can do, you know, other than please forgive me for Aladdin is what I'm assuming. I'm hoping he's saying. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping he's saying with this movie. He's like, forgive me for Aladdin. Forgive me for deciding to do number two. Um but this you think this was
0: the pendulum swing from Aladdin? I hope so. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, let me go the opposite I'm way. I'm gonna give him the benefit <laughs> of the doubt and say that that's that's what he's thinking right now.
1: He's at home right now saying, I hope somebody realizes that I was trying to say sorry for what I did. Um what does he say, Scarface? I was only kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, if only that were true. He did he did say he'll do the second one. Um
0: oh, yeah, there's Aladdin. <laughs> yeah.
1: He's doing another movie right now with uh, Henry Cavo. Is that the Operation Fortune? I think so. Or, no, 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 no. That might be that one. He's working on. Um, Hold on, I'm checking IMDb right now. Sorry, people. I'm pulling a Michael. Um, <laughs> oh, that's messed up, <laughs> but it's true. I hate it. <laughs> uh, the Gentleman. Oh, he's doing a TV series of The Gentleman? Oh, I can't really? Wait for that. Um, there's an untitled Guy Ritchie movie that he's Guy Ritchie Guy Ritchie action movie he's doing right now. He's the writer for that. Mm-hmm. But there's also the Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. So he's got another. He's got two other war films coming out, and that one, okay. that one's with Henry Cavill, I believe. Wow. Yep, that's Henry Cavill. So that and cool. that's supposed to come out this year. That's 2024. Mm. So after the new year. Um. Yeah. Try, IMDb. I don't want Pro. Do you have IMDb Pro? Uh,
0: why isn't even asking me
1: that? Why? Why do we need IMDb Pro? What's I don't on know. Pro? I just tried to to click on that movie and it's like, hey, you need Pro. Okay, there Bill. it goes. There it goes. <laughs> no thanks. Um. Yeah, Henry Cavill, Alan Richens, Richardson is in that. Carrie Richardson. Ellis Carrie Ellis is in that. We got the uh, Wesley. Um. Yeah, there's a bunch of people. That's gonna be fun. Mm. I, I, you know what? I'll watch anything he, he does except Aladdin. That's it. I'm drawing the line. Yeah, I mean, Next I, I got to see if
0: anybody can convince me to see it. Because yeah. I love the original and the soundtrack, but and I love Guy Ritchie. Yeah, but I've I haven't found a person yet that was like, oh, dude, it it beats the pants off of the cartoon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look, yeah, he's doing Aladdin too. 2025. That's in pre-production right now. Oh,
0: dude, get that money guy, get that money. Yeah. And then dump it into a real movie. Right. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> just let this carry to something else.
1: Uh, although the way, you know, Disney's been going, I'm not going to get money for this one. Just no, 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 no. This is, I have kids. I'm just going <laughs> to let them do it. All right. Oh, All right. You know, cause they, they want me to, All right. it doesn't say that Will Smith's in it. as the, the genie. So, Oh,
0: I don't know. Interesting. Is is Jada the new (laughs) G? Yes. (laughs)
1: Because she's already bald. Um,
0: Hey. Hey, yo. Hey. Don't swing. Uh, Just keep your name out of your mouth.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, all right. uh, I'll watch anything he does. Yeah. Uh, Almost. Almost anything he does. I'm excited for for what he's got coming too, because there's three three other movies other than Aladdin two that look. Uh, he's promising. he's
0: got a full career ahead of him, dude. He's been knocking him out for a long time, but he's he's got a lot of life in him.
1: Yeah, yeah, he does. He does. And you know what he he has this thing with using the same people over and over again. Mm-hmm. But it works. Uh, he's not the only one. Martin Scorsese does the same thing. It just, yeah, it works.
0: So does I mean, so does so uh, Tarantino.
1: Yeah. No, when it works, it works. I just watched um uh Glorious Bastards the other day. Yes. Just because it was in my head. I was like, oh, I got to see this. Christoph's you always put Waltz. that on. Yeah. Christoph Waltz is undeniably amazing. <laughs> That's a bingo. At, at, at being a, a just a shrewd Nazi. He's just, he's such a good actor. It's his, yeah, his his mouth. It Like, I just watched his mouth for a lot of his lines. He's, it's just so animated. It's all teeth. He's just fantastic at this role it's really great
0: yeah you know what's funny uh i noticed the same thing about him and then when i was going through some guy Ritchie films who stuck out to me uh who played bricktop in snatch Uh, i'm looking it up right now uh
1: i don't remember the names of the characters
0: but the you know the older mob
1: boss that was the guy with glasses
0: Yes, no, the yeah. way his mouth goes in his direct annunciations. Yes, like, I, I was like, teeth. that's such a great...
1: The tongue and the teeth like, and the lips. And yes. The
0: I love that. <laughs> he was but, great. but the funny thing is, is he talks like a tough guy that's holding his dentures in his mouth. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, he was almost doing like a Marlon Brando in The Godfather, except way more enunciation and way more... You're gonna hang on every single word I say, yes, because the <laughs> threats are real, and you're gonna need to know what exactly is gonna happen to you when I throw you into the pig pen. You know, so yes, that was he's very he gets a lot of people to be their absolute best. Like he has this. Oh. Thing. I bet it's just fun on those sets too. You know, seriously, because he seems like a fun guy to do to to work for.
0: Well, um. <sighs> Is
1: he in anything else? That guy?
0: He's yeah. in a couple of other Guy I've Ritchie
1: movies. A couple of things. He's he's done a, a couple of comedies too. Like the guy's, that guy has range. Is there
0: any stories about people not liking working with Guy Ritchie? Have you ever fell on it? I haven't.
1: I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard anything, rumors like that with him. I know that when, you know, Madonna kicked him to the curb, I think a lot of people were on his side, <laughs> you know, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't, I haven't heard any controversies with him and, and anybody, you know, being upset With working with him oh, Haven't nice. heard anything
0: Keep on keeping on, guy That's right
1: Can't wait to see what you do next uh, Yes Alright, so that's that's it For The Covenant, right? Go see it
0: Yes, go see it Highly recommended uh, Prime video The Covenant Give Jake a little, you know, a little bite
1: Yeah, you'll, li- <laughs> you'll like Jake Jake's good Oh
0: yeah And uh, that like- had a hair on him Good God You'll see a bunch, yeah, right.
1: You'll see, oh, he's such great hair. And His beard is great too. Like, oh, and then you finish
0: watching the movie, and you're like, oh, that was great. You go to the bathroom, wash your hands, and you look in the mirror, and you're like,
1: damn it, I'm not, I'm not Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> <laughs> like, did, did you see Southpaw? No, I didn't see Southpaw. Okay, just, just look at the picture of Southpaw. That man got <laughs> huge for that movie. <laughs> did he? He's got, um, he got big again because he's doing a UFC movie. Which is. Oh,
0: yeah, that's right. That was the promotion that he did with Connor, right?
1: Yes. So it's not a USC movie. It's a remake of Roadhouse. But it's he's he plays a USC gotcha. guy. Um, he got big for that again. But Southpaw, he was huge. I didn't know that. that oh, guy dude, could, he's jacked. I, it's it's <laughs> like there's muscles there that I didn't know existed. It's huge. That was 2015. I'll check that out. It was good. It was good that was that was a dramatic film mm. it was good though um anyway yep we'll see what jake gyllenhaal has coming up and guy ritchie and whoever but oh and for you all of you out there the covenant you're gonna see a lot of faces you recognize too uh what the the contractor he was from the boys um you have john johnny um oh, uh, he was married to Angela Lee a long time ago and he played Sherlock in the TV, U.S. TV version. Um, anyway, you'll see a lot of good actors. Um, the guy that played, uh, what's his name? Um, it was in one of the Viking movies. He played. Uh, what was a Viking movie? Not, I know no, what you're Viking, talking about. Viking series. It's on the tip of my tongue. Not movies, the series. With uh, Ragnar. He was um, Ironside. Iron something he was the The iron sheik bjorn (laughs) bjorn i can't remember anyway yeah he was the iron (laughs) sheik in in the viking movie (laughs) it was ahead of his time it was progressive okay that's it that's all we got i'm pretty sure right we got nothing Um, else follow us no 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 four wheels Uh, podcast
0: For Reels podcast on Instagram and guardians of the 12 coming out November 22nd. I was going to ask if it was okay. Get that book.
1: Yeah. I was going to ask if it was okay. I mentioned that. Absolutely. My first novel, everybody is coming out November 22nd. It's going to be everywhere you find books. Hopefully. Yes. That's the plan.
0: Maybe some weird places you don't find books. Maybe you'll see it. If you do there, you know it's meant to be. (laughs) That's
1: right. Thank you. Uh, You can check up on that. If you go to my Instagram, it's uh, author Samuel James. I changed it. Uh, Check that out. And uh, yeah, that's it. We'll see
0: you guys soon. Yep. Why do they call him Bullet Dodger? Because he dodges bullets.